We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Tyler. Tyler is a local friend of mine. He also happens to be my financial advisor to help me advise on all my poor financial decisions or hopefully make some of them a little bit better. Um, And he is also someone I play chess with from time to time and keeps us entertained. So I want you guys to meet one of my occasional bourbon drinking buddies (laughs) and um, just super cool person. So... Tyler, thank you for being here today. Liana, thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, I, I got to say, can we go full disclosure? Full to, disclosure. To Let's go on. Yes. So uh, I think most people that you've had on, because I've listened to the podcast, you do a great job. Thank you. Uh, you've probably asked them to be on, maybe even had to persuade them. Most, to yes, be on. everyone thus far. And this has been the opposite. <laughs> I've, I've been like banging down your door, like, hey, when can I be on? When can I be on the podcast? So Tyler's thanks. like, I have wisdom and this yes, world needs right, to right. hear I'm it. I'm just so knowledgeable. I have to share it. Uh, no, I just thought this would be a lot of fun. So thank you for having me. I am so excited to entertain your entertainment this here. Is <laughs> this is going to be a good time. <laughs> so since you have listened in before, you do have a little bit of a heads up on this, which I also don't give most of my guests. And I kind of love that because it forces people to not overthink. And I don't want you to overthink right? because, you know, what's genuine, what's in your heart and what's really there is, is what I think people really do need to hear. And as much as you have asked to be on here, I do think <laughs> you do have a lot of fun and awesome wisdom to share with the world. And I just really am excited to share your life and your perspective with those that listen in on this. Thank you. So we have some questions that we work through. They're sure. all designed at getting to know you, how you've experienced life and just how you see the world. So answer them as you feel comfortable, as you feel led. And uh, let's see where this goes. Got it. Let's see. <laughs> So the first one is, who do you define yourself as? Uh, You're starting off with a hard one. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, right now, I guess in no particular order, just the order I think of it, I I define myself as a, a husband and a father and a friend. And uh, I think those are some of the most important things that I can be in life right now. Um, so, you know, I'm also, I'm a hard worker. I like having fun. You know, all the, all the other things I think that people would, you know, kind of define themselves as. But um, when it comes to what's important, you know, being a husband, being a father, being a friend to people. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm a man of faith. I'm a Christian. Um, like I think those are the those are the real important things. So I guess that's how I would how I define myself in terms of you know who I am, not so much you know what I do. Um, I think a lot of people define themselves as what they do, mm-hmm. um, which I fall into that trap too a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd rather define myself as uh, as who I am on a day to day basis, and, and I think those are the most important things. Mm-hmm. And you so. use the words "I'd rather." I think that's a, a yeah. really uh, great point to bring up. I think so many of us would say, like, this is who I am, but then say, I'd rather be, this is what I want to be known as, this is who I want to be heard to be. When you meet somebody, and this is just a natural thing, I do it, I think a lot of people do it, when you meet somebody, a very common question is, what do you do? <laughs> and I think people just kind of get, they get a sense then of mm. who that person is based on what they do for a living or how mm-hmm. they spend their time and that sort of thing. And um, I guess it'd be sort of an awkward question if you were like, hey, nice to meet you. 
how do you define yourself? Mm -hmm. But that might be a better question as opposed to, mm -hmm. you know, what do you do? We'll start um, making people nervous when we say hello. I think that's what yeah, we should perfect. start doing. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is, what is your favorite food? Yeah, this is a hard one for me because I like <laughs> so many foods. The easier list would be foods that I don't like, but... Um, so what's on that list? Cold Deborah? tomatoes. Just <laughs> a cold tomato. If you put a cold tomato in front of me, I will not eat it. Uh, anything else you put in front of me, I will eat. Is that like in any form? Salsa? Yeah. Okay, so actually that's okay. a good point. Salsa is an exception. Okay. I'm thinking more like, you know, they put tomatoes on sandwiches or hoagies. Right. They put tomatoes in salads. Um, like my dad eats tomatoes like they're apples. Mm -hmm. It makes me vomit. Like I have a kid I that does that. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> um, but favorite food. So are we talking like, um, like death row last meal? Sure. Food? Let's go there with it. I like it. I, mean, I also I want to know why you're on death row. Yeah, well, um, we'll just address that I later. Hope that comes up later. <laughs> I mean, I would say like it's hard to beat like a good ribeye steak, mm. uh, potatoes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, probably yes, wash it down with with a bourbon or something like <laughs> that. Uh, but like on a day to day basis, uh, I mean, I eat eggs every single day. Mm -hmm. I eat cereal every single day. I'm a huge fan of breakfast food just in general. Mm -hmm. I eat breakfast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner sometimes. Um, so when I was in high school, actually, I used to eat a box of cereal a day. I'd go through a box every <laughs> Your poor day. parents. My mom still <laughs> likes to make fun of me for that. So I guess I might say cereal, but that's maybe too broad. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think I would have to say cereal, eggs, breakfast food in general. Mm -hmm. I don't get tired of it. And I, compliments I of it. your cooking are in your egg abilities. How does the rest of your home feel about that? Um, I have two of my three sons love my eggs. Uh -huh. One of them will not touch them like a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Neither will my wife. Um, she, won't, she won't touch them either. She thinks they're disgusting. So mm -hmm. uh, I guess it depends on, uh, you know, I'll, I'll eat eggs in any form or fashion, mm -hmm. but I kind of fry them. Like that's my preferred method yeah. is I fry them. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they don't like that very much. Two of my sons do, but... Fair enough. The rest do not. So <laughs> I could talk about food the rest of the time. Well, you know, I so feel like I could probably on, do but, that but as well. No, you're good. I could definitely do that as well. And eating is a great way to get people to talk and share their for life sure. for sure. Yes. Uh, are you reading anything right now? You know, I got to be honest with you. I am not much of a reader. Mm -hmm. um, when I do read, I prefer to read almost as like an escape, you know. Mm -hmm. So I read um, fiction mostly or um you wouldn't think like just you know talking to me or meeting me but i'm a huge fan of of you know like the true crime genre um so like a good you know uh, a, a true crime type of book something like that um but i'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to spread my wings you know i'm trying to outsource a little bit read something different um right. so i actually just started last night literally last night started a book on leadership um, which is, you know, a common thing, I think, because people are starting to understand how important leadership is in everyday life. You know, it's not just in business, um, which is the, you know, the first thing you probably go to, but um, just as, you know, part of your family or just in your relationships with people, you know, there's just so many good qualities that come from being a good leader. Um, so it's called Tomorrow's Leader uh, by a recent acquaintance of mine. Uh, his name is John Laredo. He is... Um, you know, works in the same industry as I do. Hmm. 
and uh, I think it'll be a good read, but it's it's almost too soon to tell. Like I literally just started it, so. So you don't read books the way I do, where I cheat and check the last chapter to see I, if it's worth my time or I, not. No, I should actually do that. It'd be way more efficient. Yeah, it really that. upsets a lot of people when I tell them <laughs> I do that. <laughs> the last the last book I read in full uh, was a memoir, which is kind of a strong word because he didn't have like a tough life or anything, but. Hmm. Um, Colin Jost, who is a comedian, he writes for SNL. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called A Very Punchable Face, uh, which is funny because he has a very punchable face. And it's sort of this, um, you know, it talks about his childhood and, and his uh, his upbringing, things like that. And it's just hilarious. Like, he's just hysterical. Yeah. So that was the last book I read in full. That was a couple months ago. Okay. All right. Um, I'll have to look into both of those for yes. sure. What would you say is your greatest fear? My goodness. I think my greatest fear would be um, failing as a parent mm -hmm. is probably my greatest fear. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, we, we just, we have, um, so I have three, three sons, I have three boys, they're all young, you know, the oldest will be eight in about a week, and um, you just see the impact that I have specifically as a father, mm. but just as a parent in general, I mean, you know, being a parent's the hardest thing in the world. It's the best thing and it's the hardest thing in the world. And um, I think if I were to find out later on that I, you know, somehow were to fail them in some way or something like that, mm. um, I would just be torn apart by that. Mm. Um, so now I have irrational fears like everybody else. Um, like I have a fear of drowning. Even though I'm a good swimmer, I have a fear of home invasion, even though there's a really low likelihood of that. So I have all sorts of these irrational fears mm -hmm. that just pop up. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we're talking about like life yeah. fears, uh, fear of failure, specifically as a parent, I think would be would be top of the mm -hmm. list. Yeah, and that is that's something you're you're taking on a responsibility to guide and support and love another human life. And that's not something that has a manual. Like people write books about it all the time. Yes. People have suggestions, but every single human being is different. So there is no manual to knowing how to help and how to do that most effectively. It's a, it's a continual learning process. Absolutely. And, and yeah. that's the thing is, right, everybody's different. And obviously, you know, my kids are, you know, they share similar characteristics or whatever, but yeah, they're different human beings. Oh, and, totally. And you're just trying to get a sense of, <laughs> You know, yeah. How do you connect with them? How do mm -hmm. you um, how do you guide them? How do you show them the right way to do things? Um, how do you teach them to be adults? Really, that's what we're doing mm -hmm. is, is teaching them how to be adults in this world, and it's a tough thing. Mm -hmm. So, what so, would success look like as a parent for you? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> uh, I think if if my boys grow up to be, um, so one, first of all, uh, I have to say this, you know, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, mm. uh, I am a Christian, um, following Jesus as their savior is so important to me. Uh, I really think, uh, if, if they were to, you make that decision and, and, um, follow Jesus as their savior, um, that would be one area, but that's funny because that has nothing to do with me. You know, I can mm -hmm. teach them, obviously, I can, mm -hmm. I can show them, but um, to put that specific thing on me as a success or failure really is, is sort of an unfair bar for myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, it's a really good question. I think, you know, being, being uh, uh, loving people is uh, probably how I would categorize it, hmm. right? So some people would say, you know, oh, they're well-adjusted, quote-unquote, or you know, they have a good job, make a good living, have a good family that they raise, whatever. Um, and I think there is something to that. But, uh, I mean, is there a more important thing in this world than, than loving people? Um, I don't mm. think that there is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and you brought up, um, uh, and knowing you um, a little more personally, I would say that um, you bring up that relevance of your faith and what you've chosen to believe. And you, you also said that they would choose that, like identifying that that is not contingent on your love, that that is a choice for you. Right. Um, and that you made personally in wanting them to choose how they define faith and what that looks like for them, but wanting them to come to a place where loving people is something that is valued above all else. Absolutely. And, you know, I actually, I, I can't, you know, take credit, so to speak, for that. Like my, mm-hmm. my wife, as you know, mm-hmm. probably one of the most loving people mm-hmm. I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And she has instilled that in me, how important it is mm-hmm. to love people. Um, and, and certainly instilling that you know, in our children, mm-hmm. um, but just her, just seeing the way that she interacts with people and the way that she loves people has been really inspiring to me, to be honest with you. And it's mm-hmm. really taught me in a way how important that is and, and how important it is to, uh, to teach your children to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, cause it is something, you know, some people do it better than others more naturally, but it is something you can kind of learn to do. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of, you know, first, first-hand evidence of that because mm. um, she's she's made me better at loving people so it is something you can learn along the way so i think that's so, that's probably the most important so thing. maybe take some of that parenting pressure off yourself because you're an adult learning that I, that's learning that's, that more and not say learning that but that, yeah very, i think there is some very true something to that that no matter where we are we can always we can always grow we can always learn and it's not someone else's even our parents responsibility to make sure we're uh, choosing good choices it's an excellent point yeah yep what do you value the most <laughs> man that's <laughs> another tough one um just because there's so many things i would say that i mm. that i really value um i would say i value truth mm. um i value faith mm-hmm. i think some people would say they're almost you know you you they counteract one another, but I don't think that that's the case. Um, I value self-awareness. I think self-awareness <laughs> is a very key key skill. I value that in myself and in other people. Um, I value laughter, sense of humor. Um, you know, life life is hard. Like life mm-hmm. is is not an easy thing. So, being able to find a, a sense of humor and being able to laugh at things, just everyday things. Mm-hmm. It just makes all the difference in the world. Changes your outlook. Um, I mean, you know, I love to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I try too hard sometimes to make people laugh, just because there's just <laughs> such this. There's this genuine, sincere joy that you have when you laugh at something. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding finding a sense of humor or finding humor in things, I just think is so important. I appreciate it in other people, um, and uh, I just think it's so important. So mm-hmm. now, why do you find that so? You said in, in making other people laugh and in finding genuine joy. Like, is there something about that 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 you feel when that you, when you witness that or partake in that or contribute to it? I think it's it's sort of along the lines of um, 
you know, the same concept of it's better to give than to receive mm -hmm. type of thing. Like I, I feel like in that moment, if I can make somebody laugh, if I can make somebody feel good, it doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be laughter, but if I can just make somebody feel good, um, you're giving them something. You're, you're giving them a gift in a way for mm -hmm. that split second even. Mm -hmm. um, so sort of the idea of, uh, you know, leaving the room better than you walked into it type mm -hmm. of thing or, or leaving a place better than you found it type of idea. Um, you know, I try to make... I try to make the environment that I'm in better, mm -hmm. if you will. Just by your presence. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> obvious. Yeah, I just walk in. I don't even have to say anything. But, but I think the, the, a way that I just do that naturally is by, because people can do it in different ways, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, we, we have mutual friends that um, they make people feel good and they make the room a better place just because of their natural presence. Mm -hmm. um, I think when I look at myself, I would say a way that I could do that is, is by making people laugh. And um, I think, again, I try too hard sometimes. There's no doubt about that. I try, I try way too hard sometimes to do it. But um, I think it's a way that I can make people feel better about themselves and just mm -hmm. feel good in that moment, which I think is really important. Mm -hmm. And again, just finding a sense of humor in, in little things, you know, because mm -hmm. stuff happens, you know, stuff happens in life that just I, I'm a big believer in you can choose your attitude. Um, and, and choosing a positive attitude or, or choosing one of humor or laughter, I just think makes a huge difference. So um, try to do that for myself. I try to do that for other people, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it says to something that you, uh, that you value in yourself as well is knowing that you're leaving something with somebody else, that you're making an impact on somebody else, that yeah. your life is speaking into something. And I think, again, people can do it in different ways. Mm -hmm. So um, For sure. I don't know that I do it through through uh you know wisdom or caring for people or, or some of the other things that i i would you know if i think about other people in my life how do they do it um those are some of the other ones but i think i do it through laughter and a sense of humor mm. you're funny occasionally yeah sometimes just once it depends while. on the mood right? <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you felt joy um, I would say 17 minutes ago. 17 we, minutes ago. This podcast. Oh, now. Um, man, do I get to put joy in your life. That is so fun. <laughs> so joy, as you know, this is not a novel concept, is different than happiness. Mm -hmm. So I find joy in, um, like this morning is a good example, because um, my uh, three-year-old and i'm sorry to go back to parenting it's just such a big you know i mean you guys are not to interrupt you but you yep. guys are in the thick of it yeah. you have <laughs> an almost eight-year-old yeah. a five-year-old and a three okay three-year-old three -year -old. i was like hold on um and, and they have energy they like have all energy. of the energy yeah and there are you know three boys and it's just chaos and loud noises and you know, fart jokes and all sorts of things, which makes it a lot of fun and just mm -hmm. makes it really chaotic at the same time. And you and your wife both work. Yes. So, you know, it's it it's it. a shared responsibility Absolutely. fully and it is a lot of work. Absolutely. Joy or not? Yes. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that I, and that's why I say, you know, joy being different than happiness. At, mm -hmm. uh, at 6.30 or so this morning, my three-year-old bounds into the room mm -hmm. as if he's been awake for hours. Maybe he has been, who knows. And... He, as he would say, is it good morning yet? Like, he just wants to start the day. And he just finds so much joy in just living life. Like, mm -hmm. he just cannot wait to start the day. Mm. And I 
in that exact moment, you know, I'm like, because I'm not a morning person mm -hmm. as much as I try to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, can everyone please just go back to bed and be quiet so I can sleep? <laughs> but in that moment, I even thought like, okay, I'm not happy right now. Like he's being loud and it's still kind of early. Um, but I have a joy in just seeing him experience life and experiencing, um, you know, he just is so positive and energetic and just can't wait to get started and uh it was just it, it was a it was kind of a you know contradictory moment mm -hmm. um but i i would say i would say that would be the last time i really felt joy was, <laughs> was seeing him experience that i like um, the uh way that you've drawn a uh a, a different uh, like differentiated between the two of those i think there is there is a difference and joy is something that we can often find long lasting and often appreciate whether we feel happy in the moment or not. Yeah, and I, I think there's a corollary between, you know, joy and happiness and, and loving and liking mm -hmm. someone or mm -hmm. something. Because, um, I mean, you know this, but you, you can, I think, you can choose to love somebody. Um, you don't really choose who you like. Like, you like who you like. Um, you like some people more than others. You like people in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm sure that there, you can rattle off a bunch of people just like I can, people that you love that in a specific moment, you may not like that person. Mm. Um, and I think joy and happiness has sort of a similar comparison. Happiness is a, is a momentary thing. It's a fleeting thing. Joy is a little bit more longer lasting. And I think it's more of a choice. Mm -hmm. um, you can choose to be joyful. Mm. Um, you can't really choose to be happy. That's just kind of an emotion that happens to you. So. Yeah a great definition and clarity between the two of those and i would fully agree with that yeah definitely when was the last time you were afraid and why you know i don't oh man most people tell me right now when I'm yeah, doing that's this. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's funny because com if, you, if you think about common fears just mm -hmm. in, in, you know, the human race, um, public speaking is a huge one. Yes. And I think, you know, people would say that this is similar to public speaking. Uh, I'm not afraid of that at all. So I think, uh, so I don't have that one. Um, so I think that's probably why people say this moment right now. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think, honestly, uh, so I recently, um, you know, a few months ago, sort of went out on my own as mm -hmm. uh, started my own business. And um, th that was, that was a, there was a pivotal moment. And when I say moment, probably two weeks. It's of, a long moment. Yes. <laughs> and it was just this, this like, I cannot tell you the emotional roller coaster that I went on in those first two weeks. Hmm. And I think um, one of the ones that kept popping up was, was fear. Mm. I was afraid that, uh, you know, I left a steady job making good money mm -hmm. to um, do something that I love mm -hmm. and, and to help people. So I knew I was making the right decision. But mm -hmm. you just have those moments of like, am I making the right decision? Mm -hmm. I got a family to support. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, got, I have things that, um, you know, I just you know, got to pay the bills, that sort of thing. So I just, you know, you have this moment of, did I make the right decision? And I think fear for me personally, a lot of my fear comes from regret or potential regret. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid that I made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid that, um, you know, maybe this isn't going to work out or, or maybe 
I'm not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if I really, you know, now granted, three times a week, my wife wakes up and thinks there's somebody breaking into the house. So for those like split seconds, like you're like, oh no, is there somebody in the house? But it kind of goes away quickly. Which can we just talk about what, yeah. what did you grab last time you thought <laughs> somebody broke into your home? You have to make use of what you have. You so, do. And so uh, I grabbed, I didn't have a, a baseball bat or golf club or anything. <laughs> I don't own a gun. So my first immediate weapon was a ballpoint pen. Yeah. And, um, and I clicked the pen and I held the clicker down just thinking in my stupor of 2 a.m. I am Jason Bourne right now. Yes, That's what I you can, thought. Right. Yeah, yes. 100%. I can, I'm all of a sudden a Navy <laughs> SEAL and, uh, or a special ops and I can severely injure somebody with this pen. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you have those brief moments. And of, thankfully nobody did break into your house. There. there was no, nothing. It was just, no. yes. It was never bu- actually anybody there. It was just, it, I don't know. But yes. Neighbors or the dog or something. Um, but if I, if I, again, and, and I think, you know, that's, that's, that's a brief, so all joking aside, like that moment when your mm-hmm. wife wakes you up and says there's somebody in the house, mm-hmm. you have this brief adrenal, adrenaline rush and it's like this, you know, conflicting emotions of like, of fear and action and almost excitement, for lack of a better word. Um, but the, from, you know, starting the business and, and uh, more of the anxiety type of fear, that's a little bit more long lasting. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, a bit more of a, you know, something you got to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really think that's, that's the last time I was genuinely fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of fear comes in waves. Like you can process it, yes. you can deal with it. But like you're saying, it's kind of an emotion that you feel. So, you know, you settle it, you put it to bed, and then a week later, something triggers it, and nice. it comes back, and you got to reprocess the whole thing. So true. Mm-hmm. And I would not say I'm an emotional person necessarily. So having that 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 two week whatever period where I'm just you know you, you just feel happiness and fear and anxiety and excitement and all these things kind of all at once. It's mm-hmm. just like which one is going to bubble to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. It is something that you do have to process because it can mm-hmm. pop back up because it's like these. You picture like these emotions, you know, fighting for top billing, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, depending on which one wins out, um, yeah, you kind of have to start that processing all over again. Mm-hmm. So, but your business is doing well, and like I did mention, so far so good. Tyler is actually yes. my financial advisor as well. So, um, for anybody who is like, what does that mean? Um, thinking about retirement, thinking about big money decisions, and uh, he's definitely a great person to reach out to. So, Thank you. I, I sure. really enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really what it comes down to. So that's an area yeah. where I think I can help. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to be able to identify and saying like, a lot of people will say, I want to help people, but what does that look like? It looks like using the things that we're good at, using yeah. our strengths and using the things that we have taken time to learn to yeah. share with other people so yeah. i love that that's something you've chosen to invest your time in yeah thank you it's been mm-hmm. uh, it's been good so far mm-hmm. so good would you say that there is a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something <sighs> there's a lot of moments obviously um you know um again i have to go back to it being a parent changes everything i'll just kind of leave it at that if you're a parent uh, or you're about to be a parent, um, for any of your listeners that, that has children or um, maybe is going to you know, start a family, it absolutely changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of goes without saying. So when my oldest son was born, you know, that's, that is a defining moment. Um, but if I go back to 
Um, you know, there, there's, man, there's all sorts of just these little moments, you know, kind of popping up that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I played sports growing up. Sports teaches you so much about life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a old, boring, tired analogy, <laughs> but it's just so true. Sports teaches you so much about life. So there are so many moments that, that happened, you know, playing sports that uh, honestly prepared me for life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but those are all little moments, uh, mm-hmm. but, but they have an impact, you know, in the future. You know, my wife is the strongest person that I know. And um, meeting her, obviously a defining moment because I, you know, we chose to get, to get married and all that. But she has taught me more about myself, more about life, more about other people, more about um, pretty much everything than than. I mean, obviously my parents and all that, um, but in a way, almost more than them because, um, you know, you have a different response to somebody that's, that's not your parents, good or bad. <laughs> like, that's just a natural thing. And she has just taught me so much. So um, meeting her and, and really learning more about her was probably what has made me the person that I am today, honestly. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, you know, again, my dad, very influential, older brothers, very influential. Um, there's some defining moments there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I have to say, you know, going back to meeting my wife, which was freshman year of college when you're, you know, you, it's, it's a weird time, 18, 19 years old. You think, you know, everything, mm-hmm. you know, you're an adult and a kid at the same time. It's just a weird moment in life. Um, so that, that has to be one also. Mm. For sure. Would you say there's anything that your wife taught you specifically or an experience you two went through or anything you guys struggled through together that taught you something specifically? We we had a very, very tough first year of marriage, um, mm. which I don't think is, you know, uncommon necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that taught me, which is kind of like it's silly to even say it, that I took me a while forever to learn this because you know I was, mm. we got married young I was 22 21 mm. 22 um, but I think it taught me that um, you don't give up on what's important mm. and if something is important you fight for it mm. whether it's w- whatever it is could could be could be a relationship could be uh, a career choice could be a life choice if something is important you fight for it and you don't let it go easily mm-hmm. and I think that was really when I learned that lesson the hard way um, because there was a moment where you you know we started to really think you know it was like, again you kind of have this this like did, did I make the right choice type mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. um, but you can't you can't give up on things that are that important to you that easily. Um, so it taught us to, f- we, we had to fight through it for lack of a better word. So it taught us to do that. No, I think that's, there's a lot of value in that and knowing work for something that matters and something you love isn't always easy. And, and you would think that, you know, <coughs> yes, I, I love this person. I like this person most of the time. What could be so mm-hmm. difficult? Mm-hmm. Um, but people are flawed you know she's not perfect i'm not perfect nobody is i know i'm really close really really close (laughs) so obviously relationships aren't perfect and and Mm. that means you got to work through things and um and be honest with each other Mm. and uh that can be difficult sometimes i think it's hard to be 
to really, truly be honest with people mm-hmm. and be honest with yourself. Um, and you, we had to learn to be honest with each other, mm. which is kind of funny to say because, you know, we were together for four years before this really happened. But, um, you know, this is this is where the rubber met the road, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to respond? Yeah. And um, that was that really taught me that lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I think there's definitely there's so much value in that and just in knowing like you can always learn something and yes. getting to know somebody more and communicate more and honesty is something that grows it's not something that very true it's more than just your kid telling you what they just yeah. did it's <laughs> it's sharing with somebody close and intimate with you how you're feeling and being fully honest in those moments i mean it sounds a little cliche but communication is it's it just goes back to any relationship it goes back to communication and that's why I think it's so, it's just, it's just more efficient to be honest with people. It, just, it really, you, you cut through a lot of the crap by being yeah, honest with people. For sure. Definitely. And, um, so I think, you know, it's just a, it's an important lesson to learn. Definitely. So what is something you think we have in common? Um, I think that you and I have in common, well, a few things. Okay, um, let's hear them. I don't know where my voice is going. <laughs> So one one would be um, I think I think we value some of the same things we talked about. We value truth. I think I think we value honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you and I can be very honest with each other, and uh, so I think that's that's one thing we have in common. You we don't have to people I don't think have to guess you know how we're feeling for the most Mm -hmm. part. we both love my wife. I, um, yeah. I think that's a, that's an easy one. <laughs> so um, for anyone who doesn't know, Ty's wife is also a very good friend of mine, and she's also my most consistent workout buddy. Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's an easy one. Um, I, you know, we both like we both like to do some of the same things. Mm-hmm. You like to kick my butt in chess. <laughs> we found out. Um, you were very excited about that first game. You know, I was really overconfident yeah, going in. It's okay. And I think it kind of... I, I was I was taken I, back. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know how this going to go. I played my hand a little bit too well, much. Well, okay. It's a good learning experience. <laughs> um, I, I think it, the last thing I say is I, I think I think we both, um, we both have a love for people in a different way. I think we show mm-hmm. it differently, but I think we both have a love for people mm-hmm. um, and a love for <clears throat> relationships. Mm-hmm. Um and and friendship and and that sort of thing so i think that's awesome that you brought up that um people can have a love for people that they express it in different ways and that is a commonality too that is still a common ground that most of us would all share yes that's really cool absolutely thank you for sharing those things Mm -hmm. what is something you are looking forward to man i would say um, well, every year around this time, I look forward to, uh, I, I like the holidays, like Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, so I actually like that, that season of life. Um, I, however, hate January, February, March, even April. Huh. Um, so I'm looking forward to the holidays now, and then I'm going to look forward to the summertime, uh, because, um, I don't like, you know, the cold weather or anything like that. So, um, 
but I love spending time with family, extended family, you know, so I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. seeing my cousins that have moved away that come back for the holidays. I have a brother that, you know, doesn't live around here anymore. He's coming back up for Christmas. Um, so I'm looking forward to just seeing those people and spending time with them and, and mm-hmm. spending time with family. For mm, that's sure. awesome. So is what is something you're you you are looking to have over and I'm stumbling over my words terribly I no longer can speak. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you wish was over already or would that be those upcoming winter seasons or is there something more? I mean that's um, that's like a minor one but yeah like I wish February was done already. Yeah. Even though my birthday is in February. Oh. Which, which doesn't make February better. It makes my birthday worse. Okay. Let's just be clear. My birthday now sucks because it's in February. <laughs> right. It should be in June. Okay. Um, but I, honestly, I'm, I'm looking... I wish... You know, we're kind of... Again, the, uh, I, I went out on my own from a business standpoint about four months ago. You kind of have this honeymoon period and then you kind of have this, you know... You got to get over the hump a little bit. And I kind of know the the that part of it is coming mm. and I already wish it was past this. Mm. Like I know there's going to be a rough patch cause there always, there's, there always is. Um, and I, I know, uh, I know it's coming and I kind of wish that we're, that we're finished already. I wish that we're already behind us. I'm looking forward to that being behind us, mm. um, from a, from a business standpoint. For sure. So, totally get that. Yeah. What would you say makes you feel known and valued? That, that is a great question. I'm hearing that. Um, <laughs> Feeling very affirmed. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I think I think when you really feel listened to, mm. is uh, it's really easy these days to not listen to somebody. There's so many distractions, and um, it, it's sometimes it's hard to find somebody that'll just genuinely care. You know, to just sit and talk to somebody. Um, so I think being listened to is uh, is is probably that's probably the first thing I would think of um, mm. and I because if somebody's gonna sit down and take the time to listen to you mm. you know for a fact that they value you because we've talked about this before time is, is the one thing you can't get back mm-hmm. you can't make more of it you can't get it back mm-hmm. you can't spend it differently once you've spent it mm. so how you spend your time with people I think is really really important and if somebody's gonna take the time to, to really sit and listen to you um they they must have a, a at least in that moment a genuine care for you and I think that's really important mm. um, so just getting to know somebody and, and getting to know how they think and how they feel um, that that would be how I say I feel I feel valued or I feel like feel like I'm you know known in mm. that moment somebody's choosing to invest in you yeah 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 that's the time yep. to be present exactly yeah. that's interesting I feel like there is a weird tie to what you do. For work, um, it's yeah. choosing to help people allocate what they invest in, what they value, and what you what shows your value is people choosing to invest something that is something you can't get back in you. Absolutely, and and that's what you know. People obviously you point to point to people, uh, you know how they spend their money, which which is certainly important. You, you kind of know what people value based on how they spend their money. Uh, for sure, mm-hmm. um, and it is interesting getting into those conversations with people and, and just asking them, you know, really what's important to you from a money standpoint. What's mm-hmm. important to you? What do you want to spend your money on? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know it, it doesn't grow on trees, obviously. So you got to be you got to be careful with it. You got to be intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Even more so, how do you spend your time? Mm-hmm. 
um, because you know you can go make more money mm-hmm. you can't go make more time right. so um, yeah. yeah it's it's an interesting it's an interesting part of uh, it's one of the things I love about what I do yeah. honestly for sure definitely yeah. uh, where do you call home and what makes it home to you so I call home uh don't get everybody right. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, right. You don't need your address uh, yeah, right. Unless you want to mail them a check or some advice on what you should be saying. If right you now. want to show up at my door for uh, for help from a finance standpoint, that's totally fine. So I'm sure you have listeners all over. So I'll start small and then I'll go big. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Telford, Pennsylvania, is where I call home. It's where I grew up. It's where I live now. I went away for a brief time in college and I came right back. Um, so I've lived here my whole life, basically. So um, that would be uh, Montgomery County, which is a suburb of Philadelphia, which is southeastern Pennsylvania, which is uh, eastern United States. So that's probably probably that's covers like, it, right? That's pretty clear, yeah. It's pretty that's good. That's great. Um, so that, that's home. Would <laughs> I live here if I didn't grow up here? No, probably not. Huh. Um, but there is, there is something to be said for, you know, I think... People have a different experience about where they grew up. Some people love it. Some people hate it for good reason, both ways. I happen to love it. So I love it here um, because I grew up here. Um, yeah. So I, I think, you know, if I were born somewhere else, honestly, and I had the same sort of, you know, experience growing up, I'd probably love that place. Like, there's nothing special mm-hmm. about, you know, northern Montgomery County necessarily. Um, except not. for, well. It's <laughs> disappointing. Not that I found. Have you found anything yet? No. Um, but I do, I, I love it because it's where I grew up and it's where I spent my childhood and, um, you know, that's that's why, I, that's why I call it home. So home for you is where the people you have made memories with oh, is, yeah. Home is where the heart is. Right? <laughs> well, I feel like we should uh, patent that, you, that. Yeah, maybe yeah, we can make a we sign. we could copyright that. I like the idea. Maybe um, we could sell it in like, what are those, they have home stores for that, right? That's right, they do. Perfect. It's definitely true though because, I mean, <laughs> if you think about, again, I'm close with my family, so, so my family, close friends, um, you know, you, you go on vacation, you can feel like you're at home because you're with the people that you love and that you choose to spend your time with. Um, so yes, definitely yeah. home is where the heart is for sure. Ty. <laughs> 2021. 2021. <laughs> what is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Pride. Hmm. So I struggle, I've always struggled with pride for as long as I can remember. Um, I always feel like there's, it's like a double-edged sword, um, pride and, and confidence, Mm -hmm. um, because they're so, for me anyway, they're, they're so closely intertwined. Um, it's almost like braiding a rope. You can't tell which is which sometimes. Um, and you know, my, uh, first of all, my pride has gotten me into trouble, just like it gets everybody into trouble Mm -hmm. at some point or another. Um, and it's the one thing that I consistently struggle with, um, have throughout my life, probably will for the rest of my life. Um, so that, that's definitely that's definitely the top answer. Hmm. Um, I mean, there are other things that come yeah. to mind, but yeah, pride pride has got to be it's it. It's a big one, and uh, I, I like how you're saying it's connected to confidence. It's often that something that we see in ourselves that we wish wasn't there is tied to something that we see in ourselves that needs to be there. Um, and, and finding a balance balance is really hard to find and yes. do very big things like that yes so thank you for sharing that yes it's funny how closely like you just said our strengths and weaknesses are to each other often mm-hmm. so 
Yeah. What is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore? Well, I wouldn't say I don't struggle with it anymore, but an area where I have gotten better yeah, um, is, is um, anger. I had a really bad temper as a kid. Had a pretty bad temper, you know, kind of throughout, even, you know, even as I, through my high school years and that sort of thing. Um, and it still pops up every now and again. Um, but I have, I have gotten better at it. Um, by the way, through no, like it's not any, you know, virtuous mm-hmm. thing that I did. It's, it's the thing, you know, it's what I went to therapy for. I'm in therapy for, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and I don't mean anger management. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, how do I, what, why, why is what makes me angry? Mm-hmm. Why, why does that make me angry? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Yeah, the, so to paint a maybe more clear picture, you're not one who is striking anyone, no, right. throwing things at anyone, Correct. But, but feeling and feeling that, that emotion yes. and, and identifying that it's not healthy or keeping you from something. That's exactly, that's, yes, that's, that's very true. So that's an area where I think I've seen the most growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not... You know, I want to declare victory, so to speak. Mm. Um, but definitely an area I've seen the most growth is, is um, you know, not so much controlling my anger because I got really good at controlling my anger, mm. which is why I don't, you know, punch holes in the drywall or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but getting to the root of why what makes you angry makes you angry mm-hmm. type of thing um, is really what has helped me has helped me grow and, and improve in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for you just sharing that that's something that you've chosen as an adult to go to therapy for, to find help. And, you know, we often can say, you know, like I said, I work out with your wife and mm-hmm. she's my most consistent workout buddy. And nobody gives us a hard time for strengthening our body or right. working on our weaknesses physically. But um, our mental strengths and weaknesses need to be given just as much attention and growth. Could not agree more. You know, there's there's still this stigma around mental health therapy and therapies for people that that need it, you know, and mm-hmm. um and I guess you could say that, but everybody needs it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I don't know why, you know, there is there is such this stigma around yeah, mental health in general or or working through your issues. Yeah, people yeah, you work out five times a week and nobody nobody blinks an eye. They say, good for you, taking mm-hmm. care of your body. You eat healthy. Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to mental health, it's probably more important than anything, and yet it has the stigma of, oh, you must be crazy. Mm-hmm. You must be really depressed. You must have such issues. Mm-hmm. No, I can function in everyday life. I'm not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get better as a person. I'm trying mm-hmm. to grow as, a, as, a, as an individual. Yeah. Um, and it's probably helps that, that my wife is a counselor and, uh, and is a therapist and um, again I so much of the credit goes to her for showing me some of these things but um, you know just being around it a little bit more understanding you know having friends that have struggled through it having family members that have struggled through it mm-hmm. um, yeah it's just such an important thing and there's there's no shame in it there's mm-hmm. no shame in needing help or, or wanting to get better in that area mm-hmm. um, just like any other area of your life Oh, I appreciate, I really appreciate that perspective for sure. I think it's something, um, generationally, I would say I see that is true. it changing and shifting, but also something that I think is so important that we're open and share about as well. You, uh, you talk to anybody over the age of 60, they, they tend to whisper the word, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, he's, he's in therapy. It's mm-hmm. like, 
it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're trying to get better as, as people. That's yeah. all. No, so. I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> There's a generational aspect to yeah, it for sure. Yeah, I love that for sure. What is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? Their finances, for sure. <laughs> I make a living doing it. Um, that's That's probably the first thing um, and that's where it's and that's about stopped. it so i so i make this i make this joke a lot uh, we have a mutual friend um eric who is just good at everything yeah like you just have these people in your life that are good at everything mm-hmm. so if you've tuned into the podcast before i actually had eric's wife on yes recently that would be jillian yes she sings his praises and apparently so do ty as as, as, we do. Yes. as she should because everyone <laughs> if, you, if you know eric you'll sing his praises yeah um, but I make this joke. It's it's not, it's not even a joke. It's like a truth in jest. Eric could do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Like, he has so many talents. The hard part for him is choosing, okay, what do I want to do with my life? How do I want to spend my time? I'm good at, like, two things. So I'm glad I can make a living doing one of them. Because um, I'm only good at, like, two two What's or three other, things. Oh, okay. I think you're good at more than two or three things. But I'm curious why you would say the other. I'm just trying two. to give myself a little grace. I really think I'm only good at one thing. Okay. But I probably forgot one. Okay. So I'm just saying two. Yeah, just in case. In the moment. You're yeah. quite good at a lot of things. So really nice. Um but I think I have gotten better at, at um, helping people by, um, by being a better listener and by talking with them. And, um, and when I say talking with them, really I should say listening to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm a practical, get it done, if there's a problem, fix it kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have learned and have started to improve at... Um, you know, there's a lot of value in just listening to somebody. You don't have to fix their problems. Mm-hmm. You, they just need somebody to listen. Like we talked about, you know, a few minutes ago, you just need somebody to listen to you and understand that there's somebody that cares about you. Um, so I think I've gotten better in that area. I do still have a tendency to say, you know, oh, well, hey, you should do this, this, and this, and mm-hmm. it'll help. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes just listening is enough, more than enough to help people. And I would say that even, like I had mentioned um being you being a client of yours in that area that you do a really good job of listening and you do a really good job of this is money is such a sensitive subject for so many people yeah for sure to sit down and to be asked personal questions of what what is what they have what they want to do with it um and to not feel any judgment as people answer those questions there's a lot in there that that speaks to your character and your ability way beyond just i know what to do and how to invest and what this number means I, what a 401k is um yeah, yeah for I, sure. I really appreciate that i think it's um something i again i've, I've worked on and, and tried to get better at um my job is is 90 listening mm. you know i tell you anything anything you want to know i'll tell mm. you um but that may or may not help you in your situation and that's not just true with finances it's true in every area of life mm-hmm. um if we could all just be better listeners mm-hmm. which is a hard thing it's a hard thing because it's hard to find value in the moment of being a good listener. And again, especially for somebody like me that, you know, I want to be funny. I want to be the storyteller. I want to be the person that you remember. Um, it's hard to say there's a lot of value in listening to somebody, mm-hmm. but there is so much value in that. So, mm-hmm. um, Definitely. Yeah. So as a finance guy, let's see how you handle this question. <laughs> <laughs> If I give you $10,000 and you have two weeks that you have to spend it, what are you going to do? Two weeks? Like I have to spend it down to zero? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, I'm going on vacation. All right. Yeah, I'm going on vacation. 
I'll take alone. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'll see. <laughs> I'll see my wife and, and kids in two weeks. No, I'm, I'm taking the family on a two week vacation. Okay. Um, I have learned again uh, as um, I'm learning this. Um, there's a lot of value in spending money on experiences. Mm. Ton of value. Mm-hmm. There's not as much value in spending money on things. Mm-hmm. You know, you can buy nice things. It's great. Um, there's no problem with that. I have no problem with it, obviously. But if you're going to make a choice between a thing and an experience, you should you should spend your money on experience ten times out of ten. Because um, that's that's how you make memories. That's how you connect with people. That's how you develop, you know, some of these deeper relationships, even with your own family or whatever, is is spending money on an experience. So, see, I'd go on vacation for sure. Love that. Is there anything that you feel like you wish you could say to someone you love, but maybe they aren't ready to hear it or aren't in a place where they would absorb it? So it's a yes or no question, right? So I'll just say yes. It's not a yes or no oh, question. Okay. <laughs> um, I do not want you to tell me who that person is. So yes is great. If, if that's something you're wearing, willing to share as to what you would say, I would love to hear that. Remember how we talked about earlier about how hard it is to be honest with people mm-hmm. and truly honest with people? Yeah. Um, part of the reason, I think, is because we're afraid of how they're going to respond to to our honesty. And I don't mean we should like proactively point out people's flaws. I just mean when it comes down to it, um, there's there's no value in lying to somebody, um, but we're afraid of how they're how they're going to respond. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of what are they going to think of me? How how are they going to think of me differently if I tell them this thing, whatever that is? Um, because there's a chance that it damages the relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are people in my own family that I want to say things to that I'm afraid to because our relationship is really good. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. And what if what I say to them damages that in some way? I don't want to risk that. And I think that's a natural, you talk, go back and talk about fear. This is one I forgot. Um, I have a fear of damaging good relationships. I don't, I don't want to take a relationship that's, you know, say it's a nine out of 10 on the scale. Um, I, don't want to da- I don't want to bring that down to a six or a five mm-hmm. by potentially, you know, harming somebody or hurting their feelings or, you just don't know how they're going to take it sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and there's a risk in being honest with people. Um, as important as it is, and as we should all be more honest with each other in the appropriate way, there's always a risk there. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. Yeah. yeah. On the other end of that, is there something that you feel like would be hard to hear about yourself that's true about you from someone you love? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think the harder thing would be if I uh, heard something or found something out that I that I didn't really think of, didn't know to be true. You know what I mean? So, like, if somebody that I love comes up to me and says, "You know, you can be kind of a prideful jerk sometimes," it's mm. like, "Yeah, I know." Mm. That's not hard for me to hear. I already know that. If they come up to me and say, "You know," like I'm a very sarcastic person and they say you know what you said this and it hurt my feelings I'm not going to be shocked by that I didn't try to hurt your feelings and be like yeah I know I can do that sometimes I apologize if they come up to me and say something and I'm, I don't even know what it would be but something like totally that I'm not even expecting mm. um, yeah I would be like oh my gosh I'm so sorry like I I had no idea I even you know came across that way or, or whatever the case may be so I think it's actually more that I think mm. I'm more afraid of hearing something that 
you know, if you gave somebody a truth serum hmm. and they had to sit and talk about you for 10 minutes, <laughs> I think I'm afraid of what would come out because, um, yeah, I'm just afraid that there would be something that I don't even know about myself hmm. that somebody that I love, it impacts them negatively. Hmm. Um, so the known things are easy, Yeah, you know? It's the things that for people to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love when people are honest with me, mm -hmm. small things, big things. I always love when people are honest with me because it helps me get better. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want to help me get better? So if you really care about me and you love me, why wouldn't you want to help me improve as a person? Yeah. So if there's salad in my teeth, I want to know it. <laughs> if I'm hurting your feelings by the way I'm acting, I want to know it. And, um, and again, I think it goes back to, you know, people are afraid to be honest. They're afraid of damaging the rela relationship, which I totally get. Um, th th I'm impossible to offend. You cannot offend me. So I love it when people are honest with me for that so reason. So please submit your... You took that as a challenge. Um, yeah, no. I can see it in your face. You take that <laughs> as a challenge Please right submit now. any things that you'd like Ty to know about, about himself, <laughs> for sure. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there is something to being to being willing to and wanting to hear that, but also fearing that someone doesn't feel that they would or maybe that someone feels that they would bring that relationship with you down to a five or a six yeah. by telling you something and not wanting that to be something that holds them back and wanting the depth, wanting that 10 out of a relationship that requires full honesty. And look, you're not going to be best friends with everybody. You're not just going to, you're not going to have that type of relationship with everyone. But I think I'm afraid of that. There are people that I feel like I am close with, um, that maybe they don't think of me. They don't, they don't respect me enough uh, almost to be honest with me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite quote? Ooh. I do, you know it off the top of your head. Home is where the heart is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I guess I'd have to say no, because I can't think of one off the top of my head. That's I do. I, I do like quoting other people it's a very effective way to uh to make yourself sound smart mm -hmm. um but um i'm sure if i had a little bit more time or if i came across one i could think of it but there isn't one that jumps out of me as as you know i'm really glad i caught you off guard with at least yeah you did I, I can't i can't think of one there's nothing to fear but fear itself no, all right i'm just all kidding right. <laughs> what would you say makes you feel at peace Man, again, so many, so many things jump to mind right off the bat. Um, I feel at peace when, this is going to sound silly, but there's no wrong answers, I suppose, right? It's your life, yeah. Um, when I feel like I have accomplished something in the day, mm. I feel, and it could be anything, that, that gives me a sense of peace. Mm. So sense of accomplishment um again i'm i can be a little bit prideful like i said so um i find you know we talked about value and identifying myself you know one of the things that that i would point to is you know hard work and, and getting the job done so to speak so i feel like when i do something like that um it gives me gives me a sense of peace um and i will say this and this may sound corny or whatever but who cares um there there's no better peace than uh, knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. And the reason for that is because all this stuff, everything in this world, it's all temporary. Mm -hmm. It's all temporary. Nothing here 
really goes with you. Um, so I have I have a the peace that passes all understanding um, because this is all temporary. We're just we're just passing through. We're just passing through. Um, that's my belief, and um, so I really feel like I have a, a again I'm improving in this area, but a better sense of peace of, about almost everything. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly. Um, because it's all temporary. There's nothing permanent in this life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for some people that's scary, for some people that's depressing, for some people that maybe um, it's hard to hear, and it's been all three of those things for me also, but right now, for me, um, it gives me a sense of peace, actually. No, I appreciate you sharing that. It's It's definitely something that's very different for each of us, and... It's something that is really cool that it's very clear for you. It's it's been um, like I said, you know, everything's a process. Mm-hmm. Everything's a journey. So, would you say that your life feels steady or uncertain right now? Steady. It's a good sign. We'll remind <laughs> you of that next month when you have the business panic. That's right. No, please, please do. <laughs> Um, this might be a loaded question, but we'll do it anyway. I love loaded questions because awesome. they provide loaded answers. Anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex that you feel like they need to hear, but maybe um, it's culturally inappropriate or they're not ready to hear or they might not hear it from you as a man. Wow. Great question. Um, I genuinely think that women can do anything men can do. And that's not a feminist statement because I don't think women are better than men. And I think I don't think women are stronger than men. Just like I don't think men are stronger than women. I'm not talking like physical strength mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Talking, yeah, because we've lifted before. Yeah, and so I think physically, you, physically, you can out squat me by <laughs> 400 pounds. It seems. Um, I don't typically make so, jokes at my guests' expense, but I think this is unique <laughs> this, to you this, for this sure. A, yeah, this is an exception. Um, so. So I genuinely think that that women can do anything men can do, Mm. and that makes us equal but different. Mm. And there's no shame in being different, Mm. and there's no shame in being equals. Mm. And for whatever reason, and we don't have the time or the energy probably to get in this conversation, but I think both men and women have different parts of that, just generally speaking, Mm -hmm. that they disagree with. Mm. Um, And so I really... I think that would be it. No, I, I think I think that would sum it up. I appreciate that yeah. for sure. Women have different strengths than men do, typically, generally speaking. Men have different strengths than women. Mm-hmm. Makes no one is better or worse than the other. Celebrating humanity as a compliment to each other. One hundred percent. Yes. That's yep. awesome. Yep. So, if you have ten thousand people listening to you, what is something you want them to hear? A bit of advice or something you'd like to share with them? Man. That's a good one, too. I would say, um, well, I would say somebody loves you. So I'm sure somebody needs to hear that. Um, Somebody loves you. And you may think, yeah, a lot of people love me. Or you may think, well, there's nobody that really loves me. Mm. Somebody loves you. Um, And I think think it's important for people to hear that, that they are loved and valued and appreciated by somebody um you just maybe don't even know who that person is yet maybe you haven't met them yet that's a very real possibility Mm -hmm. and i think that 
it's hard sometimes for people when um, if you have a difficult family life you have a difficult friend group or your relational circle at the moment you don't feel that way it's kind of hard to see the uh, the finish line if you will um, but there's somebody out there that loves you and um, that there's just a chance that you don't know who that person is quite yet I really so. love that that's amazing I think that's something that every single person listening needs to hear that they are loved they are valued and i love that you said they might not know that person yet so hold on because there's somebody coming in your life if they're not there yet that's going to remind you or tell you for the first time that that you matter yep thank you for that you're welcome for sure (laughs) (laughs) he laughs at himself (laughs) what is something you wish people knew about your culture my culture so can you expand on the culture a little sure. bit sure so um this podcast goes with me in my travels often yeah. you happen to uniquely live where i live um in the united states here but yeah. is there anything that you would say or speak to about your culture here whether that be mm. um within the u.s or however you would define that um i would say that every culture has their um pros and cons, if you will, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, You've done a lot more traveling than I have, but you travel abroad Mm -hmm. and you go to different countries and you experience different cultures. People interact differently. And I think that, um, I mean, that goes without saying, but I think when you experience it firsthand, you realize that there are some things about my culture that I really like. Mm -hmm. And there's no, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about saying that. You shouldn't feel like you're, again, you're not better or worse because mm-hmm. of it. You just may, you know, you really like that part of it. And there's some things about our culture that I don't really like and that other cultures do better than than, than we do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's no perfect culture. There's no perfect, you know, uh, uh, group uh, of people, obviously, or anything like that, but they all have their, their pros and cons, mm-hmm. so I what, guess. What is something you love about your culture? You know, I think I think I appreciate the um, to the rest of the world. Uh, if you want to look at it, so so when I say culture, I guess I'll will start with the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty, you know, we're we're a hardworking people, just like a lot of cultures are. Um, and I think we, uh, you know, we we sort of have this reputation um, of being, you know bold and loud and almost kind of brash in some ways um but too honest like i've been told by you know maybe you've been told this possibly when you travel that you're a little too honest Mm -hmm. um and this goes back to the earlier part of the conversation um i appreciate that about us as a culture that we can you know Mm -hmm. all else being equal we could be pretty honest with each other um so that would be the pro um, the con is we do have a, a sense of entitlement. Um, I think I think we do think that we are better than others. Um, I think again, the United States as a whole. I think we think that we're we're the best country in the world. Darn it! And you know, it's it's uh, if you're lucky enough to live here, good for you. Um, and obviously, I'm generalizing, but that's just a horrible mentality to have. I just don't understand it. Um, so I think that you know better than or that entitlement or whatever you want to call it um that would be a negative part Mm. of that yeah so you have already shared that that being something you're not so proud of within our culture yeah Mm. yeah do you feel like you know what your purpose in life is 
feel like I'm learning what my purpose in life mm -hmm. is. I love that. Um, so I think I used to think that my purpose in life um, was to be the best person I could be, and I'm putting up the quote fingers mm -hmm. for your for your listeners. Um, which, first of all, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Secondly, no, it's not. So <laughs> I sort of had that mentality for a little while. Be the best person you can be. Um, that was even the slogan in the military for a while. Be the best you can be. Um, there's that sort of mentality. I don't even know what that means anymore. Um, so I think my purpose now, I'm learning, um, is to not be the best I can be, but do the best with what I've been given. Mm -hmm. So I think if you have a skill, you should use it. If you have a strength, you should use it. And ideally, use it to help people and use it for good. Um, if you have, if you've been blessed with a family to take care of, you take care of that family. If you've been blessed with good friends, you take care of those friends. Um, so I think that's that's probably how I would sum it up. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite tattoo and why? So I have my own tattoo, um, which is that's my favorite. I won't say what it means. It's a little personal, to be honest with you. Fair but enough. that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> My wife has a couple tattoos that are very meaningful. I think tattoos should be meaningful. Mm -hmm. I don't mind if people use, you know, people get tattoos as, as, you know, if they're artistic or whatever, no problem with that. Mm -hmm. I personally got a tattoo because it was meaningful to yeah. me. Um, awesome. My wife has a couple tattoos that are meaningful to her. And um, and they're my favorite by far, uh, but too, too personal to share. Fair enough. So. <laughs> totally respect that. What would you say are three talents you wish you had? Talents. Um, Obviously, beating me at chess. Yeah, that would be that would be a given. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I rip. You are the only guest I think I'm giving a hard time to. <laughs> so I'll try to keep it that way. <laughs> so, so I I look at talents as uh, uh, more natural, God given, if you will. Not that you can't improve on them, but. Um, you know, just sort of natural things we're born with. So, huge. I'm a huge basketball fan. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, um, if I were to choose a talent, there are some people that are just just naturally talented athletes, um, and I wish I were uh, a little bit more athletic from a talent standpoint. Hmm. Um, so that's one that comes to mind. Uh, two, I think. Uh, if I had to pick a second one, because that one's kind of cheating, I think we all wish we were, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. But um, my wife has a talent for uh, deeply empathizing with people, hmm. and um, she connects with people immediately in most cases because she is so genuine and so sincere, and she truly cares about strangers, even. Um, and I, th I look at that as a talent. And I, not that you can't improve, but I don't have that talent. Hmm. Um, my tendency is to kind of keep people at arm's length. And I'm working on that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that that's the best thing. You know, I'm kind of learning that's probably not the best way to, appro to approach life. Um, my wife just has that ability, naturally. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. What is something you've accomplished that you are proud of? The, the easy answer is I was very successful in my career early on. Um, 
and I think that even six months ago I would have said that mm-hmm. um, I think I would have said that I was proud that that I was as successful as I was um, but I don't think that anymore I, I think I'm more proud um, of the growth that I've actually mm-hmm. taken in myself um, I'm, I'm proud of myself for for working on myself and trying to improve as a, as a person um, so I used to be really proud of my accomplishments, what I did, how much I made, all that. Um, still have that tendency a little bit. You know, there's still that, that temptation to want to impress people, that sort of thing. Um, but I'm way more proud of, of improving myself as a human, as a, mm-hmm. as a person, um, as opposed to being proud of something that I've really done. Hmm. The person you're becoming. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Something yeah. you should be proud of, for Thank sure. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Is there anything else you want others to know about you or what matters to you? Um, you know, I hope I came across as, as genuine, to be honest with you, because I don't like, I mean, I, I said this in the very beginning when you asked one of the things I value, and I said self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not like fake people. Mm-hmm. I do not like people that are, they're like this with this person and like this with that person. Mm-hmm. Not that there's not, you know, personality um, you nuances, know, yeah. Yeah, but nuances is a good word. Um, but I just don't like fake people. Um, so I hope people, I hope I came across as genuine because um, I really do sincerely, you know, mean everything that I said. And I, I was, you know, I took the time to really think about about these questions. Um, so I hope people took that, took mm-hmm. took away from this that I'm, that I'm being genuine. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing is I, I don't know um, how I come across like I don't know you get, it's funny you just hear a voice and you get a picture <laughs> in your head of somebody um, but I'm probably smaller than people think people have said that before really that's yes, interesting they, they think that I hmm. I don't know what that is but I'm like 5'9 on, on a good day okay. you know so, Everyone is taller than me because I'm five feet tall. Yeah, so, I so. Um, so do you? I probably look like I'm yeah. Six so feet. I have no con- I have like no gauge for anyone who's taller than me how tall they are. So so people should know that I'm an average sized human being. Um, that's very important for people to know. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> um, and no, I I just want to say it has been uh, just such an awesome time to have you here and you do come across as a genuine human and for somebody who doesn't hear that um i can vouch for you and speak for you to that you are a very genuine human being and you spoke to our culture as being something that shares what you see is what you get and you are who you are um for better or worse in front of everybody the same person and I do very much admire and respect that yeah. that aspect in you. So I think thank that's you. awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you for your oh my time. Gosh, Thanks thank for you. being here. No, this, this was is, this was great. This was so much fun. And uh, yeah, I'll. You are also one who avoids social media. I do. Yeah. So I will actually I normally do. I link that for people if they want to <laughs> get to know you a little bit more or reach out to you and share something, but. If you have anything that you want to share with Ty or ask him based on what he shared today, you can definitely reach out to me and I'll get that message to him for sure. And I will also link um, an email for him if that's if you want to reach out, if you want to send something, and Absolutely. if you have any financial questions Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Happy so, to help. Definitely. Thank you so much. Ty, this thank was you great. so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View. for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.